Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Welcome to this week's episode of The Faithful Servant. Hey, uh, last week we kind of... got into about that messy middle and meeting people and just trying to find where they are. And I just want everyone out there to know one thing. The most important thing is our relationships of the people that we do meet in life matter. They matter to the kingdom of God and what we can do uh, together. And I am happy to bring on a guest, Monica Phillip here. And Monica and I first met when it came to a volleyball weekend, um, doing a fundraiser and uh, never met her before that. Uh, And I think I played to the point where uh, I bruised my ribs so bad. She did. Where it hurt for like two weeks. Um, And later in the summer, I tore my ACL playing sand volleyball. So my career as a sand volleyball person is over. So we won't ask you again to play no, this summer? Okay. probably not. No, <laughs> All no. right. Uh, but I want to welcome Monica Phillip. And the, we're just going to dive right into it, Monica, is I want to get to know your story, where yeah. you came from to your faith. Yeah, gosh. Well, thanks for having me. Um, to be completely honest, for the longest time, I didn't want to share my story, you know, because it was... It was hard, it was challenging, I just wanted to forget about the hard times. But as I got older, I realized our stories matter. Our stories is what connects us to other people. You know, our experiences are messy, all these different things that, that they can actually be someone else's hope. And so um, I've been kind of more open to doing that. And so um, my story came, uh, gosh, I was born in Poland, came to the US when I was 10 years old to the Diversity Visa Lottery Program. So I like to tell people, tell people I won the lottery Uh, But at the time, to be clearly honest, it was not, it didn't feel quite, it felt quite the opposite. You know, um, uh, as an immigrant from Poland, we were on the edge of poverty and homelessness. And by the time um, I was 13 years old, my parents are going through a terrible divorce. Um, My mom has always been this tough Polish lady who always had things under control. You know, so I came home from school one day. She just looked really sad and broken. And when I asked her what was wrong, she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, Monika, tato nie alimentów, bezdomni. Which means, Monica, your dad's not paying child support. We're going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. There are certain, you know, certain moments that change the trajectory of your life. I felt that was one of those moments for me. You know, um, I hugged her, went to bed that night, cried myself to sleep, praying to God that, that this wouldn't happen to us. You know, things were already hard as, as it was, you know. Um, and it's, I still, thinking about it, it was so long ago, but I still think about the moment, a little girl that was just like, just hopeless, you know. Um, and as I was thinking that, I, I remember thinking like, I never want to feel this hopeless again. And when I grow up, you know, I want to help others. Um, and so next day, um, I went to school, um, and 
gosh, um, I started asking all my friends if they knew anyone who was hiring. You know, at the time I was 13 years old. Um, luckily for me, I was able to find a job at a local coffee shop, local meaning like it was 30 minutes away. I had to take the bus after school um, for 30 minutes. Went, worked at this coffee shop after school, worked on the weekends, um, and I was able to help my mom, you know, pay her bills. And so we didn't get evicted. Um, so before I turned 14 years old, I was working 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. which I don't think the person that hired me knew about the child labor laws, because obviously that's illegal, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, I, you wouldn't get away with it. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, but I was just so grateful that I was able to to do that and, and, and have that job. And so um, fast forward, gosh, a couple years into that, um, my insecurities and need to feel accepted poured into most of my life, my teenage life. Um, it's like I was trying to fill this void that could never be filled by anything else. Okay. You know, and it's like nothing worldly will ever satisfy a hungry soul. Um, through all of this, you know, um, I was still going to church every Sunday. I was raised Catholic. Okay, um, <laughs> so during this whole time, yeah, there was a faith like the roots were there built yep okay yeah but to me it felt more like i would go to church every sunday you know i was raised catholic but it was more like check in the box you know it was more like you're going to church whether you like it or not it's like you have to versus i get to you know and so um so i had that foundation you know but again it wasn't a relationship it was more like a check in the box kind of thing um in 2010 things just um got really dark you know, um, things started falling apart, you know, like my relationship, my job, um, you know, um, just kind of feeling feeling like also like the constant living in, in that shame and regret of the, the past and all the different things that have happened, you know, um, throughout the teenage life. And so I remember just driving home one day and tears just started pouring down my face. Um, I pulled on the side of the road and all this like anger and bitterness and hurt and pain just like poured out. Like I, like, I had that moment of surrender, like, God, I can't do this anymore. Like, if you're real, like, just, I, I really need you now. And literally, like, I, that must have been, like, an hour, just me, like, pouring it out. And when you think about the, the, the moment in the Bible where it talks about being in a storm, I felt like I was in this storm, like, I was drowning. And, and I honestly didn't care if I, like, got hit by a truck or something. Like, it, was just, it, it just it came to that point where it didn't matter anymore, you know? And after like pouring all my heart out to God, um, it got really quiet. And this voice, you know, this is, it wasn't like a, an audible from heaven. It was more like this internal thing, like this voice um, just said, do you trust me? You know, and, and it's, and as I look back, it's like I, everything I was doing, I was doing things on my own. Like I would just fit God where things went, like, oh, and it was, you know, I'll put him, like, I'll go there when it's convenient. You know, it was never, I wasn't building my life, making him the center. It was more like, you know, as I look back, it's like things were falling apart, but in reality, they were all being put together. Um, and so let's, I, I, if you don't mind me stopping you yeah. here, is the tough exterior, Probably learned that from your mom, correct? Right. Um, 
when you think about choosing to have a faith in Jesus, um, how I guess that challenge of having that tough exterior to being vulnerable and authentic because God, yeah. God is like screaming at us. I need you to let the walls down so I can come right. in. Right. And I think you kind of men mentioned it a little bit is, but yeah, I'm going to live my life and I'll fit you in where I want. Right. Um, and it brought you to a place of just weakness yeah. and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your mom real quick. Does she still have that tough exterior? Or did, or did that kind of wane? She still does. I, I feel like she's still, you know, she's, she, so my parents got divorced. So she was a single mom coming from to a new country, didn't speak English, you know, went from a really good job to cleaning houses, two houses a day, you know, and then just having to raise two kids, you know, on your own, basically, just because of the child support issues that, that, you know, and so just a lot of things like I'm just so, and she had her faith. And I'm just so glad that she had that because she probably would have like she would have gone crazy, you know, and just, just having so much pressure and all the things like just being thrown at you and having to take care of not only yourself, but the two kids, you know, it was just a lot. Um, so I'm glad that she had that. Cause I know that wouldn't, she wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for that, you know? And so even though I was raised in this strict, like, Oh, I have to do this like that, that, um, foundation was there. Right. So like when things when I came to that moment of surrender, like I knew who Jesus was, but it was just more like, oh, I, I know this like celebrity, for example, right? Like we read about him, you know, but I don't, I've never had that relationship, you know? And so, um, and that's what he wants from us is that relationship because that relationship changes us. It changes our heart. It changes the way we see people. Like he gives us strength that is not of this world. He gives us peace that is not of this world. You know, and so as as we are out there trying to look for things outwardly, like, again, nothing worldly will ever satisfy a hungry soul. You know, and I think we're like, oh, when, when I get that job or when I have that relationship or like when I make it, it's like it'll never be enough. You're like filling this this hole that will never be enough. And when you have that moment of surrender, you realize like he doesn't want anything from us. He just wants us to just accept him. And then you feel this unconditional love and what like it's i mean this book called uh, the way of agape talks about like what real love is because what worldly love is it's not what god's love is god's love is unconditional you mess up so many times like i just you know like you're like it's unconditional and that kind of love changes people but the human love is it's just it's conditional it's very needy it's it's circum you know it's not it's not real love and I think that's where we're going to sit for here, Monica, is this unconditional love because you did not know what I recorded just previously to this at mm -hmm. all. Right. And one of the things that I talked about was God meets us where we are. Yeah. In an unconditional way, he meets us where we are. He doesn't carry the circumstances around you. Right. Right. You know, and I talked about the woman at the well. You know, here, here, here's this woman who has lived in adultery time and time again. Right. And she's married again. 
Jesus did not say to her, now walk away from that sin, but I can't associate with you anymore. He said, follow me, turn away and follow me. And I think that's the thing that I really just want to sit in is this aspect of where in your life have you felt that unconditional love specifically? Um, you're not worthy. Neither of us are worthy right. to sit here. And God's saying, no, I, I, you, you, you can be the worst sinner. Mm -hmm but I want you to follow me because I love you that much. So where in your specific have you really find, found God's unconditional love? I think just as I look back on my life, everything, even the different challenges that have happened, you know, like I've always been loved from the moment that I like, not even have to do anything like just like realizing that that gift that that he is giving us and it's like available to anyone you know and the, like so just like again hearing about things and like reading about them but like experiencing that love like going back to my testimony where i literally poured out my heart to god and in that moment in that brokenness like where things did not matter like he met me and i felt this peace like i've never felt before it was like literally just things just like I was in this world, but not of it. It was like the craziest surreal moment where like it didn't matter what happened. I didn't want to come back to like, not that I had like, I just didn't want to even be in this worldly thing. I just wanted to sit at his feet and just be there. And it didn't, nothing had to happen. It was just like there. And I felt his love. So when I didn't read about it. I, you know, I heard, I read, you know, when as growing up, I was hearing these stories. But like until I like surrendered and had that experience, like in my life, like I know it's real. You know, it's not historical. Like it's like His love is real, and it changes us. It changes how we see people. It changes like that we serve and we like. So after all that happened, you know, um, a lot of these things for, like to help to serve other people kept coming up. And I actually met my husband through one of the lunch drives that I started for my church, you know? So it's funny looking, like, it's like he changes our heart to help others. And then he'll just do things like that that just changes us. Because before I would never think of like going doing a lunch drive for the homeless or like celebrating my birthday and like giving back. Like that just to me was like, other people do that. You know, I'll, I'll volunteer when I like retire and I have more time, like, but no, like in, like now is the time, you know? And I like, because we have his heart, because we see how, how he sees other people, we can't help but want to give back. Awesome. Serving. What are you involved in? Um, what am I not involved in? <laughs> I was, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Um, but what are what is the one thing that when you think of your heart and serving other people, what is that one thing that you always find yourself going back to doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I was I was just celebrating my 40th birthday last year, and my husband asked like, "Hey, what do you want to do for your birthday?" And at the time, uh, my church was going on a mission trip to Guatemala, uh, and, and and to me, like again going back to like the, the different worlds of like things that used to matter, like having a big party and having fun. It's like, but then, 
but then this opportunity came and it's like I want to go and serve people and I want to just love and serve and 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 so I ended up going it's funny how things work and you know first the the thing was a book and or it was filled and then ended up like magically I I was able to get on it and and you know just like how God will work things out um but like if I look back on all the different things it's just like the kids like knowing or even the homeless homeless you know just because knowing that I could have experienced that like I was so close to being homeless and it had nothing to do with being in drugs or alcohol and like just just life circumstances that we never know like we can end up in you know and so to me like I have a heart for the homeless um for moms single moms um but just in general I think if I see people that are struggling I just I can't help but want to help you know and so and one thing I think a lot of times what keeps us from even helping people is we think it's got to be big it's got to be something that like you know where, where there every day there are people in your life where you can be serving and loving wherever you are like so I'm in in tech right and so um you know I'm thinking like oh I should be a mi- missionary or whatever like you know things like you're like I need to you know be a pastor or whatever but in reality it's like so I'm in tech and we're getting ready for this tech conference you know and we're busy and things are happening one of my coworkers, um, the girl that I don't really see as much because we're in different programs and I'm more in, out in the community and she's more in the schools. And so we were both serving and we're getting, you know, setting up for the event, busy time, busy day. And we're walking towards setting a station up. And all of a sudden, like she, she mentioned, oh, you know, my dad used to love these cars because it was at a place where car, it was a car museum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she mentioned her dad and I just saw that she was kind of getting teary eyed, you know, and I just I, I knew. So I just asked, hey, like, is, is your dad alive or, you know, and she said, you know, and then she started getting really teary eyed and she said, yeah, he's just struggling. He's really sick and I don't get to see him as much, you know, and then God's like, pray for her. I'm like, I don't even know if she's Christian. Like, it's so weird. Like, we're this work thing, you know, and and God's like, no, pray like. I'm like, really, God? You know, these these moments where you feel uncomfortable, but you get this nudge of like, hey, just do what I say. You know? And I'm like, trust. are you sure? Yeah, like, do you trust me? You know, um, and sh- and sure enough, like, I'm like, hey, can I just pray for you? And she looked at me like, kind of like confused, you know? Um, and she's like, yeah, you know? And so I prayed for her. And then she t- like, she started crying even more. She's like, this was... No one has really like asked that before, you know, and just like you can feel her heart. And uh, these moments that we have every single day when we just kind of are more aware of like what our surroundings, because there are people at your work that you could just be, like God could be using in all the different ways, you know, so he doesn't it, like grow where you're planted. Um, and, and again, like as I look back, places where I was at, like there are people that like somehow just got connected, like God, God does his thing, God's timing, all the different things that usually like looking back, it all makes sense. But at the time you're like, I don't know why this is happening. Are you sure this is you, God? You know, and so um, again, going back to that trust, like, do you trust me? I thought getting out of college, the way to serve God was going into the ministry. And I was a youth pastor for three years. And circumstances came with my mental health that I had to step away. And I, I was visibly upset at God. God, you're taking me out of 
like my ministry that mm-hmm. you gave me that this is how I'm to serve you. And I came back to Nebraska to work for my dad. And I was just like, okay, I can't, I, I don't feel fulfilled. And God said, no, this is your ministry now. So in the same fashion, it doesn't matter if you are in ministry mm-hmm. or if you are in the tech industry, automotive repair, it doesn't matter where God has you. You have to be willing to be open to God using you there um so that's that's monica that is an awesome attitude uh to share with other people and i think that bleeds outward to other people to want to do that too Mm -hmm. because the whole point for us as followers is to be servants Mm -hmm. we are to serve and just hearing your uh, faith to listen to God, to trust God, no matter the circumstance, no matter where you're at, uh, is exactly what the podcast is about, is being what a faithful servant is. And so um, before we close here, do you have anything just anything else that you want to share to people in the aspect of, you know, this is why, this is why I'm a, I'm a faithful servant. Mm. This is why I do what I do. And this question I've been asking myself, like, and I'm sure many people ask themselves is like, God, what is my purpose? You know, and lately I've been sitting with that question, um, having those moments with God and through different songs, you know, it's it's like love God and love others. And like we, again, going back to like, it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what profession or what the different things are. It's like your mission is to love God and serve others. And so, um, again, we can't do it on our own. And I don't even, and I was just thinking about this, this other day, like the other day, like how do people do it without God? You know, there's just so much like there's darkness, like there's, but like literally if we surrender and just like in that moment, like he meets us where we are and he is that hope and he brings life and it pours into other people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would just, you know, if maybe you're in that moment where you're like, you're questioning, like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, I've gone through some really dark, different things with, different things and um as I look back it's like God was always there and all I needed to do was just reach out like he's patient he's always waiting for us and so I would just like encourage you if if you're going struggling through something or whatever it is that you're going through like there's hope and his name is Jesus amen amen uh for everyone out there listening um Monica, thank you. Um, That is, I mean, at the core of everything that God calls us to be. And you shared it beautifully with your heart, with your passion to serve where God has you in life. And the whole aspect of purpose, finding our purpose, where is it 
you know i think oftentimes you know we search worldly for that purpose and we find ourselves unfulfilled oftentimes and wondering even more than what's my purpose because this isn't filling me up so i'm going to jump and do something else and until we find god until we commit our lives over to jesus our purpose is always going to be unfulfilling it's just true um and so everyone out here listening i hear monica's story in the aspect of what a faithful servant is and i want to encourage you for the work that you do for the kingdom of god you are going to hear the words well done my faithful servant Thank you.